What's up, everyone? My name is Jay Heilman, and I'm the host of Kingdom Builder, the official podcast home of today's Christian entertainment. I want to thank you so much for checking out our interviews here on iTunes. If you like the interviews you hear on here, we invite you to listen in to our one-hour broadcast of Kingdom Builder the Show, which airs every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, exclusively on OneJamNationRadio.com. In the following interview, we catch up with Todd Agnew to talk about his latest release, From Grace to Glory, the music of Todd Agnew. Hope you enjoy it. I am privileged to be joined today by one of my all-time favorite artists, a guy whose bold songwriting has helped get me through some tough roads in life, and he's here today to talk about his latest release, From Grace to Glory, the music of Todd Agnew. Huge welcome to the one and only Todd Agnew. Todd, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, and thanks for having me. Well, let's see. I spoke with you a few years ago about an article that was supposed to run on Christian Music Review about the 10th anniversary release of your 2005 record, Reflection of Something, and unfortunately we weren't able to get it up, but I am excited to talk with you today about your latest release called From Grace to Glory, the music of Todd Agnew. First off, excited to hear a few new tracks and some reworked tracks from your past records. What was your inspiration on going back to put these things together? Well, man, it was a few different things. Um, we uh, One is, you know, I've been in seminary the last four years, and so um, I'm definitely not uh, songwriting as much as I used to. Uh, and, uh, and it wasn't ever a purposeful thing. It's just I think I've just I've got so much information going in that uh, it doesn't have time to get all the way through my creative process. And so so it's been a little slow musically. Um, but on the other side of it, um, we lost the the head of my label passed away couple years ago, and, and then right behind them, the engineers uh, and producers that actually, um, since we just brought it up, um, was the producer of the Reflection of Something record, John Hampton. Uh, we lost them both within weeks of each other, and um, they were two of the owners of my label. They were two of the pillars of our community, and uh, and it kind of threw us, you know, into a, into a weird spot. Um, to kind of figure out what to do next and to, for the label to figure out, hey, who's going to, you know, be the ones to step forward into the next generation. And and so as all the, those conversations kept going, um, the idea came up of, you know, hey, well, what, a, what about, you know, this compilation kind of record? And it was brought up originally as a greatest hits record. And I just said, hey, guys, um, I don't think anybody really has to do a greatest hits record anymore. People can just go to iTunes and buy the songs they want or their own Spotify playlist, and and that's it. So that's kind of, you know, a, a not very useful idea. Um, but we kept wrestling with it. So where we landed was, hey, well, what if we had some hits, you know, half a record of hits, and then half a record of the songs that we wish people had? Uh, you know, the the version of Martyr's Song that came out in the Ted Decker book rather than the one that was on Better Questions, the, you know, the U2 song that I did for the Africa compilation. And so it's, it's little nuggets like that that are these cool songs that we, we really wish people had. So we pulled those together, and then we took what we felt, because I've written a whole record, basically, a whole 
you know, chunk of songs. And we kind of took the two best of those songs and went and recorded them and put this record together. And uh, we're getting it and sharing it with people. And then we're going to turn around and figure out what's next. Well, that's cool. And I noticed in the, the bio that was sent about the the new release, uh, you mentioned just now uh, you can build a playlist on iTunes. And, you know, what's a hit song anyway? My mom likes all of them. So it's kind of... it. it and and to me, you know, going back to reflection, that was actually to me that could be a greatest hits record because it it was one of the few records that I could actually sit and listen to from beginning to end. And to me personally, there was there wasn't a bad song. And you know, you had told me in the conversation a couple of years ago that you had a song ready to record. Uh, in fact, you may have recorded it already for reflection of something. Uh, that was written by Mercy Me's bassist Nathan Cochran, and at the time, you weren't able to put it on the record because he had he had wanted to hold it back for a solo record. And now that you have kind of gone back, you've included that song on this record with a familiar music track playing in the background. Can you tell us about the song "Beautiful"? Beautiful was done. We had wrapped it up for the Reflection record. I loved it. It was one of my favorite tracks. Uh, I let it in worship all the time. And, uh, and I thought it would be a great uh, version of it for the record. And then Nathan called me and said that he'd been offered a record deal and they wanted to use that song. And was there any way I would consider not using it? Um, he was incredibly kind. But, of course, we're like, well, it's your song, man. If you get to do something with it, of course, I want you to get the chance to do that. Um, but it was disappointing to me, one, because I love his song, but two, because I thought we did a really great track. And so I... I just printed like an accompaniment track, you know, of just our music. And I went and got in the van because I had to go on a trip. And, uh, and I just put that in and listened to it over and over. And I ended up writing a new song on top of the track that we had already played. And so I went back and recorded those vocals and everything. And that turned into a completely new song for the record. So that's unchanging one for people that are familiar with the reflection record. And, um, was actually the first single off that record. But when this compilation idea came back around, I'm like, how cool would it be to go back and finally share that original version of Beautiful? And uh, and we got to do that, and so I'm really excited for people to hear it. And it was when I first got the pre-release for this, for this record, um, I listened to that song, and I knew it was a new song, but I, I didn't put two and two together that it was Unchanging One's music to to the lyrics for the original song you had you know wanted to record it with so after listening to unchanging one for the last 12 years so it was cool to be able to hear that and you know for you to tell me about that a couple of years ago i'm like you know i want to hear that and finally we got to hear it it's on this new record our talk was one of the things that stirred that is uh is we had just been talking about it as i went into these conversations about this record and i'm like hey guys we were just talking about this and it's a really cool thing we should check it out you know, has has Nathan heard the the finished song yet? Has he been able to hear it? You know what I I assume he has. I don't know that I've ever double checked and held him to it, held him in front of the radio and made him listen. <laughs> but uh, um, I know, I, you know, I'm sure we sent it to him a long time ago, and uh, and we uh, we should probably do it again. Now, there are a few new songs on this record as well, including the latest single that has gone to radio. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that song and introduce it for us as well? 
as once I went to seminary, writing became difficult. I had so much information coming in. I'm learning so much all the time that that getting it all the way through to where I could write something about it was was complicated. And uh, and so I I had a friend that kind of looked at my creative process and said, I, I think you're stuck. Um, that that you're not you're not getting stuff all the way through. So I said, I really need to be intentional about this. So years ago, I had um, read a book, and one of the, the things the book had said was, you know, we, we describe what happened on the cross in so many ways, um, that, you know, that our sins were judged, that we were forgiven, that we were adopted, that we were redeemed, that we were ransomed, that our debt was paid, and he said, you know, those are all different things. So what was it that really happened at the cross? And why do we use, if, if that's what happened, why do we use all these other things? And that stuck with me for a long time, and it's bothered me, and I've wondered about it, but I haven't, uh, I hadn't been able to spend the time and the effort to figure out the answer to that. And then in school, I took a class called Soteriology, which is the Doctrine of Salvation. So we studied what happened at the cross for a semester. And my professor gave me an assignment that basically goes through the Bible and reads every passage that talks about how God saves us and what does that mean. And I got done with that assignment and went, oh, we use all those metaphors because they're all in the Bible. We didn't make them up. We're not trying to be clever, this is God saying, hey, actually what happened at the cross is much deeper than you'll ever understand. So I'm going to explain it to you in all these different ways to help you each time grab a little piece, a little deeper understanding of what I did for you. And, uh, and once I found that, it was so freeing. And I had written this, you know, like the first four lines of Glory to Our Great Redeemer, but as soon as I started it, I'm like, oh, no, it's about that subject. I'm not going to be able to finish this. And once I had uh, taken that class, I sat down and in a day wrote the rest of the song. And, and it was, it's been so great to, to have wrestled with this issue for a long time and to really come to a strong biblical answer to it. And, uh, and then to get to turn it into worship and allow us to respond to God, thanking him for all these things he did for us when he saved us. And, uh, and that turned into glory to our great Redeemer. Glory to our great Redeemer, spotless lamb for sinners slain. My pardon purchased, my ransom paid Glory, glory to His name Glory to our great Redeemer Died my death that I might live Such costly grace He so freely gives Glory, glory to His name Glory to our perfect sacrifice 
That is the latest song from Todd Agnew. It's called Glory to Our Great Redeemer. It's available now from Grace to Glory, the music of Todd Agnew. You know, Todd, going back to reflection of something, I know I keep alluding to this project because I'm a little biased towards towards this record, but I actually consider that one of my all-time favorite records in both mainstream and Christian music. And it's one of the few records by anyone that I can listen to from beginning to end and enjoy every time. Uh, the grunge-sounding cover of It As Well is probably one of my favorites. And many may not know it's on the record because it was originally a hidden track, but thanks to iTunes... People who see that on iTunes see that track right away. And of course, My Jesus is probably some of the boldest songwriting I've heard in Christian music. And, you know, Todd, the message of My Jesus, it's a message that really seems to fit even more in with our society today, even more so when you originally did it and released it in 2005. And I also like that you have uh, included the unedited version of the song for this new record. When we, you know, when we started saying what songs need to be on this, you know, everybody had their opinion, but everybody's list started Grace, My Jesus, and then 12 other songs. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and it, it you know, it, it's, it's crazy to look back even now and realize what God did with that song, you know, that it was... It was an old song when I recorded it. I'd written it eight years before 12 years ago. <laughs> so My Jesus is 20 years old now. Um, and, and you're right, you know, it is still really applicable. Um, but I think it's because it's, it's God speaking about the struggles of the church and the world. And, um, and when we look through the Bible, you know, you look at the, the prophecies you know, in the Bible you know, talking about uh, wars and groanings, and people have always looked at those passages and said, yeah, see, we're in the end times. Like, well, yeah, but those things are always true. Um, there's always wars, there's always struggles, and I think the church is always in this difficult place of determining who Jesus really is and figuring out if we can live like that in the middle of our culture. And, uh, and so it was an honor to share it. Um, on reflection, and it's an honor to get to share it again. That's great. And you know, the, the, there's two verses that stick out in that song that really that really convicted me because it kind of got me thinking of, you know, like you said, how we view Christ in today's American society. And the, the one verse was, and who is this that you follow the picture of the American dream? If Jesus was here, would you walk right by on the other side, or would you fall down and worship at his holy feet? And then you've got the other the other verse that I really liked, which kind of speaks in the same thing, is not a poster child for American prosperity. If somebody has not heard your music before, I really think that this is Todd Agnew's music that they need to hear, because this song really, really speaks to me, and I think it's a song that, that the church could really look at and say, okay, well, are, are, we, are we portraying that Jesus that's, that's so familiar in these pictures up on the church wall, or are we serving the real-life Jesus from the Bible? Yeah, man, and I think that's the question. I think that's the question for all of us all the time, is that we have to say, hey, is there, have I gotten comfortable with my picture of Jesus, or am I always looking at him to see who he really is? Um, because uh, that can be true for any of us, you know, 
wherever we live, whatever culture we're from, um, yes, I described it from this generation of America because that's where I'm from. Um, but but I think for all of us, we just have to you know, continue to look up from the Christianity we've created and we've gotten comfortable with to continue to look at Christ and let him be the defining characteristic. And you even personalized it because you mentioned Beale Street, which of course is in Memphis, Tennessee, where you're from. So you had to add that little personal touch to it as well. It did. I thought about going back and editing that part because that that's actually the second version of the song. Because like I said, I'd written it eight years previous. And, and so the original line said Debellum, which is Dallas, which is where I live now, but it's also where I grew up. And, uh, and so it's, um, so that was the original line in the song. And then once we were putting it on a record that everybody was going to hear, I'm like, well, nobody knows Deep Ellum, but everybody knows Beale Street. And that was, Memphis was home for that season. So, um, so I'm like, hey, this, this is an iconic thing that everybody's going to know, oh, that's what he's talking about. Um, but the crazy thing is we did that record. And then when the song went to radio, um, I played it here in Dallas um, for a concert, and uh, some label people heard it, and they're like, that was so cool how you changed it to be about Deep Ellum for Dallas. I was like, well, that's actually the original version. I just did it because I was here. And so we went back and recorded 100-something streets, kind of picking all the main cities in the United States and saying, hey, this is, this is that street them. So when it went on the radio in most towns in America, they heard the rough street, the street with the bars, the street with the, um, you know, that you kind of tend to stay away from. Um, they heard that street um, in the song. And uh, so, uh, but we went back, of course, and put Beale Street on the record. Well, you know, speaking of music, um, what's next for you music-wise? This project does feature two new tracks. Um, is this release any indication that we might see a full record on the horizon from you in the future? Yeah, the, the beginnings, like the writing the beginning of this record was intended to be a full record. Um, but the more we talked about it with the new team and everything, we felt like this was probably the better decision for right now. But yeah, man, it's, I'm really looking forward to, to what's going to come next. I already know some of the songs that are going to be on the next record. And, you know, I'm looking forward to even this summer. Um, I only have one class and I'm starting my thesis. Uh, so I've got a little more time on my hands than normal. And I'm going to try to get back into a writing discipline and see where it takes us. But yeah, that's the, definitely the goal um, of, you know, the end of this year, of getting that recorded and hoping that it will come out next year. Well, that's awesome. It's always good to hear some new music, and this is kind of a taste of what's to come. And, Todd, in closing, for those who may not have heard your music before, and first question I would ask is, where have you been? You know, for the benefit of the doubt, for those who haven't heard the music, what's the biggest takeaway you want listeners to take away after hearing this collection or any of your music, for that matter? I mean, my goal is always for people to encounter God. Um and so a lot of these songs are about me encountering God, and they're usually a pretty honest and open description of how, how I've met him. And, and I, so I try to tell my story so people can connect with that and say, hey, God can do that for me too. Um, but that's, that's always the goal. And so sometimes it's, you know, it's very simply, uh, it's, it's amazing grace. 
that's a theme you see through a lot of my records. It's just his grace, it's how he saves, how he loves. Um, you know, the one you want is uh, on this record, which it just says, "Hey, look, I'm I'm so messed up, but you love me anyway." Um, so that's that's a common theme. Um, but then you know, it, sometimes it, it paints grander pictures with the martyr song. Uh, you know, this all the all the dreams God has to fulfill His promises and His dreams for us. Um, but that's that's always the goal is for people to to encounter God wherever they are. I believe God wants to meet them there, and uh, and so that's my hope even for this record. Well, Todd's new record, From Grace to Glory, the music of Todd Agnew, is out now. You can get it on iTunes, and it has 16 songs on it, including some of the familiar songs and some of the songs that are kind of harder to find on other collections. So go over to iTunes and pick that up now. Todd, it's been a pleasure, and we greatly appreciate you taking the time to join us today, my friend. And I pray that God can continue doing big things through you. Your music has been such a joy and encouragement to me personally, and I appreciate it, man. So thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.